0: And now, your host, multi millionaire, national award winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley.
1: Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm going to go into, uh, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five of uh, the biggest mistakes you can make in trying to invest for retirement. I'm going to cover that though, but first this weekend I went out and visited some people I'd never met before. I'd been in contact with them before because they were, they have a hobby group that I was interested in and I won't tell you what the hobby was or who they were or anything like that because I don't want to bring any attention to them uh, either positively or negatively uh, without their permission. and. As I sat there, I, I, I was just amazed. And I don't know how to say this, really, because they seem like really nice guys. I know this. They're all very, very smart. Um, speaking with them, they've all, they all have good jobs. When, we, when I listened to the whole thing, their total budget was, I, honestly, the annual budget of the entire club for the whole year. Was literally less than what I think any guy there made in a month. To that budget, there were the things they wanted to do, the events that they threw to to um, display their hobby to the outer world. You know, let people know what it is they do, show off what they do, meet with other people. It's like you know my expo where people come and meet, and you can network, and also you can. Uh, meet people to try to teach you something and or buy stuff there, whatever um, type of a deal. The first thing I heard when I walked in the door, the guy, nice guy was just telling me out of nowhere, I don't know why he even started telling me this, but, you know, hey, I don't know if we have enough money to be able to make this first event. And I guess he was just kind of asking people, hey, would you donate or something? Is what he might have been doing. But he was talking about how, you know, look, the, the venues have gone up now, um, the venues all by the time we buy the venue and we get the police, and you have to have a police for every venue you, you rent nowadays, uh, it, it's going to cost like a thousand bucks. And I had to gasp and not say anything and think that, my gosh, we go out to dinner and spend that much. Not me and my wife, but, you know, we take a couple of friends and whatever, we'll spend a thousand bucks on, you know, two or three families' dinner. And he said, Well, Dell, Del, what do you care? Well, I don't care. I'm trying to make a point here, I'm going to get to the point somehow. And that is, if you see 15, 20 people, and remember, there's 100 people in the group so that there's interest in whatever they're doing. And if you see 15, 20 of them are getting together, and then they're talking, okay, well, we're going to go over here, we're going to do this, and we need to get together and, and produce this so we can do the event. And they're all busy. Well, I don't have because because like, that's two weekends this month, and that's more than I can give. And I can volunteer this week, and I can volunteer this week, and I volunteer this day, and I volunteer this day. And all this, and I'm thinking, all of that, and I just saw a bunch of guys sitting there, and I think there was a a woman or two, sitting there shooting for the dirt and hitting it, is what I basically saw. Now, let's leave them alone for a second, because it's really not what, that's just started me thinking about this. What it started me thinking about was, about 15 years ago, 20 years ago, one of my staff came to me and said, hey, there's this real estate investing expo up in Dallas. And he made money from it, and he collected leads from it from people, got to know people that he could sell stuff to, product, uh, could invest with in real estate and so forth. So it had benefits to him to do it. And um, they brought it to me and said, hey, do you want to get involved in this? And so they came to me, I was telling the story about how about 10, 15, 20 years ago, I don't remember, I guess maybe 10 or 15 years ago, someone came to me, the idea with, hey, let's let's go sign up for this guy's expo up in Dallas. And uh, we're in Houston. My main office was, that's where I was at. And I said, well, what is that? He said, well, it's a thing where they bring all these vendors in and you can uh, buy things from the vendors, get to know the members and build your vendor list. And there's speakers there that will talk on different topics. And uh, we can be one of the speakers and talk on one of the topics. And I said, why would we want to go to their expo and talk on a topic when we actually control the entire industry? And every topic other than, well, that's not true, of the topics that that we're into, we dominate them totally. And they said, well, it's just a good place, you know, get to meet some people. And I said, Well, how many people will attend? He said, Well, actually, they had six hundred, and they're like excited about that. Folks, when I do a case study, when I just a week ago or two, I I did a a live event, which was just free event, open event. And uh, we had fire marshal limited filled room of over three hundred people. Couldn't go anymore. RSVP had to shut it down and we had thousands of people over the internet. I don't know exactly how many it was. It was over a thousand. I know that it's probably under 2000. They were on the internet watching the thing live because we have cameras, a uh, whole TV studio, radio studio, and so forth in our office so that people can see it all over the country in all 50 States. And um, so it was live, you know, to those places through this TV feed and, point I'm making there is when a guy tells me, hey, you can get you can go to the expo and see 600 people, I go, that's that's nothing. So I said, you know what? <laughs> if they can attract is six hundred people, and I can attract three or three to five hundred people myself, if I just say, hey, come meet Dell and five hundred people show up, there's no need for us to go to their event with six hundred people. In fact, if I say Dell's gonna be there, if they say Dell's gonna be there, their event might go from six hundred to two or three thousand. And I said, and why would we do that for their event when we could do that for our own event and be able to control the message that gets out about what we do? In other words, not let all the bad messages that come out and the missed messages that come out of real estate investors, something for nothing instantaneously, gratificationally diseased minds, and just teach the stuff that really works and keep it clean and make sure there was a continuity to the whole thing. And they said, okay, well, we can do that. And I said, okay, well, here's a couple things. Number one, we got to be very visible. This has got to be big. I don't want to do something that's small. I mean, we do something that's small all of a 1,000 people a visit two or three times a month. You know, at least two or, two or three times a month we're doing something 500 people, you know, strong type deal. I don't want to do this unless it's big. Secondly, it's got to be fun. It's got to be something people are going to want to come to. Uh, It's got to be entertaining. It can't just be okay. And I've been to the event that these other guys throw, and it's just a bunch of people walking around in circles. There's nothing really exciting going. They have a raffle. (laughs) People like one or two or three people win something. But, I mean, there's nothing going on. There's no, nobody's in control and charge and psyched up and got things happening and bringing people's attention to things or whatever. It just, it's not fun. Um, the next thing is has to be real. People have to be able to walk away and see that what we're doing is real by meeting real people that do this. I know when I went to their events, and I'm just using their events as an example, um, there was nobody introducing anybody. I mean, you could walk around from table to table and talk to the guys selling stuff, but these were just curmudgeons selling stuff. They weren't really anybody that were experts in the field of anything. And so, you know, I would like to go and see experts talk about things that, you know, are important. And, and what's happening in the industry and where, where what is the latest and greatest and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And there was none of that when I went there. But, man, our place has to have all that. We have to have that. And we have to have meet and greets. We have to have a place for our members who are all over the country and get together and meet. And there be some organized networking. That's another thing I didn't see. There was any organized networking like with us. We have uh, one point where we've put out these tables where there's cities and people go. You want to meet the people in that city? Go over there to that table and meet all those people in that city. There they are, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We have leads meeting passives. They have had, leads have their own, their whole other room. We have a deal where the, the passives can get to the leads and meet the leads so that networking, massive networking done. In other words, it's real. It's actually benefiting some people, doing some good. And that was important. And last, but not least, it's got to be inspirational. Now, I don't like motivational. I don't like people yelling at me, telling me I got to do better, that I've got to work harder, that I could be better person if I wanted to. I could be smarter. I could be richer. I could be better with my wife. I don't want to hear all that stuff. I want to be inspired. I want to see somebody go, man, I'd really like to be that person or I'd really like that person's things or thing or whatever. I want to I want to be inspired. I want to want to go after something. I don't want somebody to push me towards something. I want to go after them. And I said, we have to have some inspiration there. We've got to bring some people on that are such incredibly neat people that they're going to inspire people to get something done. And that's really what I sought for in the expo. And now, X number of years later, 5,000 people. The event is on every year. It just gets bigger and larger every year and better and better and better. And that, my friends, is the power of thinking big over the power of thinking small.
0: to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments.
1: Successful Lifestyles Unlimited member retires in 10 months.
0: The hardest part for me was to drop off my son, go to a job that I absolutely hated for five years, but know that that was a sacrifice that I needed to make. And then only be able to get to spend two hours with him after school before he had to go back to bed. So that's why once we started and we joined Lifestyles, we said, okay, we have a roadmap. We know what we're gonna do. And then a month later, we find out we're pregnant with baby number two. And we're like, okay, we gotta kick it up a notch. So that's how we were able to Purchased four different properties and um, replaced in ten months. months replaced my income in ten months, so that whenever I finished maternity leave, I didn't have to go back to work.
1: I think a, I think a couple of weeks before she baby came out is when we closed on a fourplex, and that was enough for her not to have to go back to work. Are you ready for your roadmap to real estate retirement? Attend the online free workshop just like Carolina did. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com.
0: You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at LifestylesUnlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Del Wamsley.
1: Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, uh, we're going to get into the five bad ideas when it comes to investing for retirement. And I've got like a, uh, a mastermind meeting coming up at my house here in October. To attend, you're going to have to be a member and RSVP and the whole bit. Um, So I'm not offering that up to you here on the radio. But what I want you to understand is this is where we're going to talk about all of the very, very, very high-end ideas and topics that are in this industry with some of the smartest people in this industry across the nation. Uh, The National Apartment Association puts out an IRO independent owner award each year. For the person or persons that own the, you know, independently own an apartment complex that's actually the best operated, managed, uh, most successful property there is, how they have a whole bunch of criteria that they use, whether it's doing all the right things for society and for the neighborhood and for the finances and for the people that own it, and, you know. There's all kinds of people that are involved in an apartment complex. You've got, you, you you got your tenants, you know, which you know, they're stakeholders because they live there. You got your employees because they're stakeholders because they work there. You've got your uh, investors stakeholders cause they are stakeholders because they they've got their money invested in the deal, uh, and you've got the neighborhood, which is you know a stakeholder because whatever you put into that apartment complex is going to filter out into the neighborhood. Well, we've got people that have won that award every single year for the last 15 years in a row. And I think it might be 16 now. We want it again. Years in a row. So in other words, there's 44,000 independent owners in the National Apartment Association. And for 16 years in a row, one of the Lifestyles members has come up as the winner. So you can see that our system is highly evolved and very successful. This mastermind is for those people to figure out where do you go next, how do you get ahead. What I'm going to talk to you today about is the uh, complete other end of the spectrum. What are the lowest and most common mistakes made by the average person out there when it comes to building wealth, and specifically retirement? Everybody you know, 90%, 95%, maybe even 99% of the people you know, I'll make it 99% if they don't come to Lifestyles Unlimited if you're not talking to a Lifestyles member. 99% of the non-Lifestyles members you talk to, get it wrong. Absolutely get it wrong in every one of these five topics. So I hope you'll pay attention. The number one worst idea out there, bad idea, is 401ks and IRAs. That's ridiculous. That's what everybody says is the thing to do. Now it's absolutely the worst thing you can do. So why? Well, let's first have to understand what retirement is. Retirement is when you replace your earned income. Now, a lot of people believe that retirement is a pile of money you live off of, but that won't last. That money will be gone, and your goal then will be to die before that pile goes away. That's not what retirement. Real retirement is where you've replaced it because you had a pension or because you've got some stream of income coming in that lasts forever. That's real retirement, right? Now, to do that, you have to have cash flow. I ask you, why do you get up and go to work every day? What a redundant, painful thing to have to do every day. Get up, get dressed, get in the car, drive through the heavy traffic, go to work, put up with a boss, um, come home, drive through the traffic again, and get up and do it all over again. Why would anybody go through that for an entire life from age 20 to age 65, 75 years of age? Because they have to because they need cash flow. So the first thing you have to understand is that what we need to retire is regular, reoccurring, realized income. Let's go over each of those words for a second. Regular income means it happens on a regular basis. I know I'm getting paid every week, or I'm getting paid every two weeks, or I'm getting paid every month, but I know when I'm getting paid. It's on a regular basis so I can budget my cost of living. Number two, it's got to be reoccurring. Doesn't matter if I have income and I know when it's coming, but it doesn't come every month or every week or every two weeks or whenever it's supposed to come. Just every once in a while I get some income. That won't work. It's got to be reoccurring. And last, and this is where the IRA and the 401k come into, it has to be realized. What good is it for somebody to go, hi, Del, I got your piece of paper out, buddy. Let me write down another five or ten or a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or whatever number onto this piece of paper. Yeah, I've given you. You now have more money. See, but I don't have any more money. The piece of paper has a larger number, but I don't have any more money. No, 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 Adele, that's that's your money in there. That that number represents. It doesn't represent squat. There is that money is doing you absolutely no good whatsoever. I just bought another. Another commercial building. It's paying me $8,000 a month. I just added $8,000 a month. It doesn't go into an IRA or a 401k or any other kind of thing where someday, some, some way, somehow, somewhere I might see it. It's just 8000 more. Now I already make a ton of money. So another 8000 you go tell, why do you even do it? Well, because it's just 8000 more. Every time I buy another one, I think, wow, I'm going to really expand all the fun things I do. And I never can expand it fast enough. But I do it anyway because the money builds return. You put your money into 401k, do you get any return? No. How much did your 401k pay you this year? Nothing. Last year, nothing. Year before that, nothing. In fact, you pay it. It's even worse than that. Can you imagine if I say, here's what I want you to do for a real estate deal. I want you to buy a rent house and not rent it. Now, you say, well, why would I do that? Well, same reason you buy a 401k. You put money into 401k and every month you pay payments on it. You put money in a rent house to buy it. And every month you pay payments on it, which is your contribution, right? Say, well, then my boss contributes back to that. Say, okay, that's fine. Your rent house, uh, even though it's not rented, is contributing equity back to that. And you say, someday my 401k will be large piece of money and say okay someday their house will be worth a lot houses when i first started buying them were twenty five thousand dollars the same houses now are worth three or four hundred thousand dollars so there's my ira every one of my houses was a 401k can you imagine that but the difference was my 401k a la rent house paid me rent every month for the entire 35 years i was a real estate investor your 401k paid you squat and you know it your ira can lend money it can lend money to anybody except two people, you and your family. So when you put money in a 401k and IRA, somebody's making money with that money. Money's not just sitting there. Somebody's owning that. Like, I'm, I went and borrowed it away from the bank, or I went and got it from, you know, wherever it is you stuck it, and now I'm getting rich with your money. But you, sitting here at my seminar, want to get rich. But you can't because you don't have any money. You say, well, I have money in a 401k, but that's not your money. How do you know it's not my money? It's not your money because you can't go get it. Go get it, and they won't let you have it. It's not your money, and you can't invest it in what we do, and even if you did, the returns wouldn't go back to you. They'd go back to the IRA and the 401K, which, again, is not your money. It's not your money till you pull it out and pay taxes on it, right? So it, it, you're just you're living a lie. Now, the next thing you have to understand is that Even if you can use a self-directed IRA to buy into a syndication or buy into something else, all of that money goes back into the 401k or the IRA. It does not go to you. Again, you don't get any money and you can't retire. And last, and this is one that 90% of the syndicators don't even know about. I bet even many CPAs don't even understand it. But there's a thing out there called UBIT tax, and Heaven forbids somebody doesn't get caught by this, but the bottom line is we've had people that didn't know about this get caught by it before. I've seen people do it, and that is when you take IRA money into your deals, you got to report to the to the U.S. IRS or whatever how much money's in there, and how much money that IRA made. So that IRA almost basically has to file a tax return type deal, and that's a little. Uh, overstated exactly how all that works, but the bottom line is there is a liability there. And the liability is something called U-bit tax. In other words, when you go to invest your money, your money is allowed to make money and the returns go into your IRA untaxable. But if you use the money in a business where there's leverage and leverage is some portion of the gain, well, in our real estate deals, we, put down 20% and we borrow 80%, 80% of the profit is due to leverage. Then 80% of whatever it is you earn on your IRA profit that year has got to be taxed. It's taxable as you bid income. And you're taking money that you, first of all, don't even get any money from, put it in a deal that you thought would avoid taxes, and then you're putting it back into a deal that's going to make it taxable. And then during all that income that you could have earned with the real estate that would have been tax-deferred for either a very long time or forever if you did it the right way, you're now pulling it out and paying ordinary income taxes on it when even the regular income taxes on it would have been less. So, my friends, it's just a very, very bad idea to get into 401Ks and self-directed IRAs. Most people that join Lifestyles after some period of education, some it's only two days worth, some it's you know a month worth talking to 20, 50, 100 other people that did it, usually liquidate the 401k and IRA. And I know what you're saying. You can't do it. It can't be done. Well, you're wrong. It can be done. You just have to know how to do it. And we teach people how to do that. The next thing I want to talk about that's a bad idea is paying off your home in full. Um, There's lots of reasons why you don't want to pay off your home in full. But the, the worst reason is the Dave Ramsey reason, which is to say that debt is bad. Debt is not bad. Bad debt is bad. In other words, when you go into debt for credit cards and for lotto tickets and for, you know, food and drugs and stuff like that, man, that mo- that money's gone, and yet you don't have anything to show for it. But when you borrow money to buy assets, that assets return income and grow and wealth, that is not bad debt. That is good debt, if there is such a thing. It's functional debt. It's something that's going to benefit you, Right. But like Dave Ramsey says, I don't want you to get into debt because debt is bad. Why? He says it's bad because he didn't know how to use it. So because he didn't know how to use it and he went bankrupt because of it, he wants you all to not use it. Well, that'd be like me going to my daughter and go, honey, you know, I crashed my car once. Now you have never even crashed a car, but I have crashed a car once. And so I've deemed that car driving a car is dangerous. So I don't want you to drive a car. What I think you'd be smart to do is stay on a bicycle the rest of your life. If you're If you ride a bicycle the rest of your life, you're never going to have a car crash. Well, a car may crash into you anyway. And the same thing is true if you don't ever go into debt. You may still get hammered by something that has to do with debt. It's just a problem out there that you're trying to solve that isn't really out there. It's a real conundrum. Now, let's go into why you really don't want your house paid in full. Again, to retire, you need cash flow. Does a paid in full house pay you anything? No, it doesn't. So let's say that you took that same 400,000 you have in your house and put in an apartment complex and it's paying you 10,000 bucks a month. What you need to understand is is that $10,000 dollars a month would easily pay the mortgage payment on that house that you took the400,000 dollars out of. So you would have the $400,000 investment, which is growing. You'd have a home which value might be growing, and you have enough cash flow to cover the debt and still have positive cash flow. That's what you should be doing. You should not be putting all your money into a paid and full house. It just doesn't make any sense. And one last story before I go. If you ever get sued, the one thing they're going to go after is a paid and full house. They're not going to go after a house that's got massive debt on it. There's nothing to go after. If you have your house leveraged to the value of your house, there's nothing for them to sue you for. But if you have $400,000 worth of equity in that house, every attorney on the street is going to want to take that case and go after you for that money, that equity in the deal. So paid in full house, bad idea. Condo, bad idea. Don't have the time to go into it. Bed and breakfast, bad idea. All these new events, uh, I can go into that one very quickly. Uh, they are being outlawed almost everywhere. But there's other bad ideas. So sorry I couldn't finish the last couple, but I will get back to them on another day. And for the rest of you, remember this. We're not doing this for some money. We're doing it for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow.